Welcome to Flip the Script, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Jana Cohn. Whether you know the darkness of depression yourself or have supported someone in their pain, you've come to the right place. My mission is to empower you to take control of your mental health because nothing else in this entire world matters more. If you're listening in the midst of depression right now, I hope this show gives you assurance that you are not alone and that life doesn't have to be so hard. But you must first desire to feel better and get better. This podcast is a step in the right direction. If you're listening because you're walking alongside someone dealing with depression, thank you. You can always find me on Instagram at jana.cone and be sure you're subscribed to my email list in the show notes so you never miss an episode. Together, we can flip the script on mental health. Enjoy. Episode 10 of Flip the Script. Here we are. Hello. It has been several weeks of interview episodes. And I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you've taken something away out of the recordings, even if some didn't apply to you in particular. Hopefully, maybe you shared it with someone or you've just been waiting for me to get back to a solo episode. Regardless, I am also happy to be back with a solo episode. And in all honesty, I was not intending to sit down and record today, but something in me said, go record now. And I listened to that and definitely leaned in because I have not been feeling so hot. If you follow me on Instagram, you know this. If you don't follow me on Instagram, would love to get connected with you there. It is just my first and last name, Jana.cone. It's also in the show notes. But I have been sharing there over the past, what has it been now? Four weeks of just not feeling good. And when I say not feeling good, yes, the depression has resurfaced its ugly head over the past month or so. And that I am no stranger to, as we know. However, what has been so awful about this go round of depression has been I have felt physically ill. There have been days that I have felt so nauseous that I don't want to get off the couch or don't want to get out of bed. So on top of emotionally, mentally feeling so drained and so just down and blah and grim and like no zest for life and no burst of 
consistently burst of energy and joy, just freaking lackluster is the best description I can give you. So on top of feeling the, like that, which is God awful, coupled on top of nausea, which I do think the nausea was attributed a little bit to a medication my doctor wanted me to try out. He wanted me to go on modafinil, which if any of you are familiar, please let me hear from you. It is a drug, as I understand it, for people that suffer with narcolepsy, so sleep issues, if I'm remembering this correctly. But some psychiatry science has found that it is helpful for people with depression. So we added that in, hoping it would give me a boost of energy, and it did not I felt no change in terms of the energy, but I do believe my nausea started then. However, since I've been off of it, I've still had some days of nausea, so I don't know. But what I do know is our bodies keep the score, right? So how we are feeling translates literally into every crevice of our body. So I think... The nausea manifested out of the severe depression. And my energy levels have been the pits. I went to my doctor. And when I say doctor, mostly on this podcast, I am talking about my psychiatrist. I went to him about five weeks ago, I guess. And I cried. Like I sobbed. It was an ugly cry. I said, I just feel so bad. I feel like everything has been pointless. And by everything, I mean my ketamine infusions. At the time, I had done nine back in the fall. I documented that whole process and I have a whole podcast dedicated to that. But I felt like so frustrated because, okay, spent all this money on ketamine infusions. I'm seeing supposedly one of the best doctors around. I have tried all these new groundbreaking medications to no relief. And I, when I went and saw him five or six weeks ago, I said, I feel like I'm back at square one. I feel hopeless, hopeless and helpless. And those might be the two worst emotions a human can feel. Because when you feel hopeless, you feel like nothing is going to get better. There is no hope, forward looking, forward thinking, joy to the future because you can't even see that. Because you are sitting there in depression and you and everything around you are black and white and you can see the world out there in color, but you cannot get there. It's wild. 
someone I was listening yesterday to a podcast and they were describing depression. They were going through like a short little season of it and maybe not even full on depression, but feelings of being depressed. And she said, lights on, but nobody's home. And I thought, oh, I resonate there. So maybe that resonates with someone listening as well. So hopeless and helpless, helpless because I've started to believe, and I've, I've done some work on this since I was feeling this way. I don't feel this way right now. And I'll explain to you why and how I've been able to kind of move through it. But I felt like I was some crazy medical mystery. I know I'm not, but I felt like nothing that I'm trying, these medications, these treatments, these doctors, these psychedelic experiences, everything that you read about nowadays, which is just helping so many people with mental illness all over the country and nothing is flipping helping me. And so I felt helpless in terms of that. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. So let's just, let's just get in to that. So two weeks ago, I had the 10th ketamine infusion. So I went through a series of nine back in the fall and then things were really grim after the last doctor's appointment and I was just frustrated and just had feelings of anger, which is a little different for me. Typically I'm not that way, but just, I think anger towards myself for feeling so bad because no one wants to feel that way. But when you physically feel like you cannot and mentally cannot make yourself feel any better. It is a real shitty feeling. So things were pretty low for me. And so decided to do a ketamine infusion. So typically after you do the first big sucker punch of doses, dosings, like the first nine, my 10th dose is kind of like a booster dose. So I thought, well, maybe this will just help me kind of get over this hump. And a lot of times immediately after an infusion, the next day, I kind of have that after infusion glow going on. I feel really good. None of that happened. None of that happened this past time. None of it. The actual infusion was awful not in terms of administration or anything like that. Everything was great. I went to the same clinic I've been to, same people, awesome people. But the actual experience of my infusion was quite frightening, to be honest. It was probably, well, I won't say the worst experience I've I've had. It wasn't scary, frightening in terms of seeing horrible things. 
it was this very bleak reality once again, which is what I was trying to get out of in the infusion. That's the whole purpose of it. And I still had all these same feelings and felt so tremendously depressed in the infusion. And you're also seeing all of that in third person. So it's really wild. I can't quite describe it because it would make no sense to you anyway. But it was not enjoyable. And I came out of the infusion. The whole infusion lasted a little under an hour. And they had Brandon come back. Brandon's my boyfriend, if you're a new listener. He's a saint for dealing with all of this. He's been with me the past three years through it all. And I came out of the infusion, kind of start to wake up out of the infusion. And Brandon was back there and he had, he was kind of standing beside the chair and he had knelt down and I grabbed both of his hands, like gripping for his hands. And I said, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because I was so, I almost kind of came out of it, not gasping for air, but like, what the hell was that? Not okay. So then I typically always come home, eat, sleep, sleep like a baby. Didn't really do that this time. Wasn't all that hungry. Didn't really sleep that well. And slept like crap that night. So it was just different. It could have been just my baseline being totally different than it was back in the fall. I don't know. But unfortunately, I cannot report that the infusion did anything for me. So it's just very frustrating. Back in January, I may have shared this before with you, but back in January, I calculated financially how much I have spent on my mental health since the past fall. And as of January, we are currently the end of March. As of January, it was around $7,000 and it's only gone up from them from then. So I don't even... I don't even know. That's when this kind of helpless feeling comes in. But I I do feel very defeated in terms of treatments and medications for the depression. I do. I feel defeated because I've tried everything and nothing is quite wonderful and working. The only thing that has ever worked for a long period of time for me has been prescription meds. So maybe I go back to square one because those medicines worked for me. I was on Welbutrin and Zoloft and Lexapro, not together, but over different time periods. And they worked for the longest consistently. So maybe I'll start back there. My psychiatrist and I don't have it figured out. And every visit I go to is another $275 each visit every three weeks. And I am just bleeding money on my mental health right now 
and to see no long-term change, it's very disheartening. So that's where we are. Yay. (laughs) Just just kidding. I'm not going to leave you there. However, through all of this, I have had to zoom way out on my life and say, okay, if, if nothing is going to work for me, if no medications are going to help me, if no treatments work, like this is worst case scenario. I know that's not likely possible. I'm going to find something, even if I go back on the regular meds again that I was on 10 years ago. I don't know. But I'm not going to give up fighting on that end. But I had to really zoom out and say, okay, what, what else outside of this chemical imbalance in your brain that you know is depression, it's never going away, what things help you feel better? So I've had to really start and take note of activities and people that I'm around and then how I feel when I'm around them and take inventory of my life, what I'm doing every single day. And let me just stop you right here. And this is probably a trigger for me. And this is probably why it comes up and why I even want to talk about it. I realize that. So I'm recognizing it. Nothing grates my nerves more than when someone tells someone who's depressed, oh my gosh, just go outside and go for a walk. Just go to the gym. I promise you will feel so much better. Or insert whatever activity it is that you think produces endorphins and feel-good hormones. Like, I don't know. Just insert that activity. I'm not talking about that. That works if you are like a normal baseline human that probably doesn't have chemical imbalances. But when I am in a depressed state where I have lived... Just the sheer act of, let's say, go for a walk, get some fresh air, go to the gym, whatever it is. Mentally, I can't even get there in my head to do that. Mentally and physically, I feel like it is going to take everything inside of me to do that. And I'm going to be pissed and mad about it. It's wild. So I'm not talking about that sort of thing. I'm talking about larger environmental factors in my life. So I, I've also alluded to this on my Instagram. I am looking long and hard at environmental factors. What I'm doing every day, is it purposeful? Am I fulfilled? Am I on a hamster wheel? Is it a rat race? 
is it something I'm really passionate about? And, and maybe the passion can be many things. Like for instance, I'm very passionate about this podcast. I will forever and ever, amen, do this podcast. I love it. It is a passion project of mine. So don't worry. I'm not talking about podcasts. But work, for instance, environmental factors, relationships with people. For instance, I've worked from home for the past three, almost three and a half years. And it's been great. I love it. I am an introvert. I love my home. I love my house. But I will be dead ass honest with you right now. I wonder, and I am working through this right now, if being home I want to say 24-7, might as well be 24-7, if working from home is best for my mental health. There, I said it. So that's where I am. That's the biggest thing looming in my mind. And if it's not, then what is next for me? What does that look like? What is that new norm? Because that's a big change. And that's just where I'm leaning right now. And maybe I'll have another full episode on this topic. Once I really get a little more comfortable with it. And... I am starting to look, I'll be honest, I'm starting to put some feelers. I am starting to open my eyes a little bit to maybe some opportunities that could give me a greater sense of purpose and get me out of the house and just something to change up. I think I need a big change for some environmental factors. So that's where I am. That's what's going on. And now trying to examine the different nooks and crannies of my life that have issues. And we all have issues. But I'm trying to look, to zoom out and figure out where are the spots that need some work? Where are the spots in my life that aren't too hot? And that's where I need to focus and put some time and effort and energy into less focus on myself sitting at home feeling like shit and more focus on getting out and making progress to help change some of these areas in my life that I know need some work. So 
more to come on all of that. I am in it right now. I cannot tell you that I'm recording this after I have it all figured out and it's all tied up in a pretty bow. Can't say that. But this is exactly where I am right now. And I felt like it was the time for me to sit down and record an episode and put it out into the world. So thanks for listening. Would love to hear from you. Email me or DM me on Instagram. It's probably the best way. And I will see you next episode. Thank you for listening to Flip the Script, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Jana Cohn. If you'd like to talk with me one-on-one, I have private sessions available now to book in the show notes. And please, if this episode spoke to you in any way and you want to join me in flipping the script on mental health issues, the best thing you can do is leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from or take a screenshot of this episode, tag me and share to your social media. I'd also love to connect with you in the DMs on Instagram at Jana.Cone. In the show notes, you can subscribe to my email list and never miss an episode. I'll see you here next time on Flip the Script.